This episode of Excuse the Intermission is presented in partnership with the Grand Cinema. The Grand Cinema is the South Sound's nonprofit home for independent, international, and local film. The theater strives to enrich the lives and enhance the cultural vitality of the greater Tacoma community through the art of film. The Grand Cinema is dedicated to providing their signature art house movie going experience in a safe and healthy fashion. There is something for everyone at the Grand Cinema. Along with their wonderful weekly programming, they are also home to the Weird Elephant Late Night Film Series, the Silver Screen Society, Free Family Flicks, and Tacoma's Outdoor Movie Series. You can also inquire about theater rentals at the Grand Cinema by contacting their box office or website. The staff and volunteers cannot wait to make your experience at the movies a memorable one, so grab your friends, grab your tickets, and don't forget to stop at the concession stand for the Grand Signature Popcorn. The Grand Cinema is located at 606 Fawcett Avenue in Tacoma, Washington, and open seven days a week. You can find them online at www.grandcinema.com and on Instagram and Facebook at The Grand Cinema. How's it? I'm Alex McCauley. I'm Max Fosberg. And this is Excuse the Intermission, a discussion show surrounding the conclusion to the Tacoma Film Festival. Max and I are on site for closing night and to bid adieu to this year's festival by highlighting and recapping the last week of screenings and events. It's been so great recording our past few episodes down here in the lower lounge at the Grand Cinema during the festival. And we will head once more into the fray after this short break. Nailed it. Recording. Oh. That Man, was the, we should have recorded. I thought we were recording. That was the practice run. Okay, here we God go. God damn it. No, I closed out. Always Hold record on. everything. <sighs> Scream Team, how you guys doing? I'm Derek Schneider. I'm Max Fosberg. And I'm Kristen Marlowe. And we are the Terrifying Trio here to tell you about our show right here on the Chatter Network called the Silver Screams Podcast. It's a show where we watch scary movies and then talk to each other about what we just saw. All the way from the hardworking people behind the scenes to the themes and sometimes deeper meanings of those scenes. And of course, the best part, our favorite kills. So tune in every Friday wherever you get your podcast fix. And as always, stay, stay spooky, spooky, Scream Team. Before recapping the festival, we quickly wanted to remind you that if you feel what we do here on Excuse the Intermission holds value, we are live on Patreon. You can support the show by becoming either an associate producer at the cost of just $3 a month or an executive producer at the cost of $8 a month, and in return will be treated to all kinds of bonus content, including a monthly newsletter, video chats with us, early releases on new podcasts, and a monthly bonus episode, the most recent of which is a recommendation pod where Max and I list off 10 horror films available to stream right now on Tubi for free. We really enjoy creating extra content, so please consider subscribing. I feel like I should say where people can find the <laughs> Patreon link as well. You know, uh, yeah, anywhere. Our link tree on, on our on link Instagram. tree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Patreon backslash excuse, excuse the, the intermission. intermission. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I feel like we don't Just mention that. Search part. excuse the intermission Patreon in the Google. I love all of Just our, our listeners, but sometimes people need these things spoon fed <laughs> to them. You know? Um, all right, my friend. Sadly, we have reached the end of this year's Tacoma Film Festival, but this is not a time to hang our heads. Can you believe that a week has already gone by? How long have we been on this river? <laughs> Are we going up, <laughs> upstream at this point? Um, no, I mean, this year has been a huge success, though. The festival 
and for us. Yeah, here on absolutely. ETI, uh, we love contributing to this incredible atmosphere that uh, has yeah. just been like percolating throughout the week. You know, you get these different filmmakers that come in from out of town. These different screenings, they all attract a diverse and different group of people to the theater here. Um, and, and once again, the Grand Cinema has played an incredible host for the Tacoma as Film always, Festival. Don't they? As always. Um, but, you know, this year, for the festival attendees and filmmakers alike, they've been able to mix and mingle all around the Tacoma area. Right. So we want to give a quick shout-out to those different businesses, those different venues that have also been so instrumental in putting on this year's event. The first of which was the First United Methodist Church of Tacoma, which hosted the after party. Heck of an after, hell of an after party. Yeah, we can <laughs> say that heck, here. Heck yeah. of an after party. We can say that here, not in church though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was really fun. The Adventures, the Ventures tribute band was there live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Star uh, Taco Bar uh, uh, catered the mm-hmm. event, which was fantastic. Uh, wonderful, 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 wonderful food. Right. Uh, a lot of Don Wilson's family was in town yep. for that, and so got to meet a lot of them. Yep. See some authentic memorabilia, props that helped tell the story of the Ventures. The golden record from uh, Pulp Fiction. Right. Pretty cool. Very cool to see that in in person. The next day after that, uh, we got to go over to the Mill, a newer business here Mm -hmm. in Tacoma on the corner of 6th and um, whatever street we're on. Tacoma Ave. Tacoma Ave. Yeah. Right. Just up the street from Fawcett. That's right. Uh, A great place. Meats, cheese, wine. So much cheese. A lot of cheese. Max is in <laughs> heaven. Of cheese. Um, but a really cool place that, you know, would make for a great lunch spot, I feel like. Oh, yeah. With this brisk fall weather that we're having. Also would be a great spot to pick up any sort of holiday gift, maybe. Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. The Zodiac Supper Club. A, n- a few of these next, you know, we're just going to list off these places. Right. A lot of Tacoma people know of them. But just incredible after parties, fun places where people can go. There's been karaoke. Uh, there's, you know, mixing and mingling. Peaks and Pints, The Mix, Zodiac Club. Bob's Java Jive, 1111. And then the last two that we want to give a, a special shout out to because these were actually host to a few film screenings and special events for the film festival. But Alma Mater hosted yes. the film festival, not only 16 millimeter short program screening, but also the award ceremony. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool awards party too. Uh, beautiful bar in there. I hadn't been into the new alma mater. Swanky. Uh, yeah, fantastic in there. Speaking of the award ceremony, highly recommend that everybody head over to the Tacoma Film Festival Instagram page to see a list of the winners that have mm. been announced to date. Mm-hmm. Tonight, closing night, they're still going to be the audience award winners. Chosen a few other awards that were not disclosed yeah they, that they night. teased us they teased us on they we, did that was sunday night right boy oh boy i think it was sunday yeah, okay yeah. thank you um and then the blue mouse theater uh, a partner of ours here yeah. through friday night frights and so we love to see the collaboration between the two art house movie theaters here in tacoma they've hosted a few of the films that were submitted this year off-site so that was really cool to see. Absolutely. You love seeing uh, theaters work together in the community. For sure. So we also once again want to give a huge shout out to all the filmmakers who were able to sit down and talk movies with us on the mics this past week. We mentioned this before, but it's not always easy when <laughs> two strangers come up to you and want to stick a microphone in your face yeah. and have you talk about your project with some amount of 
you know, you want to be humble and you want to sort of not be like me, 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 but <laughs> that's what we wanted. We wanted Absolutely. to hear people gush about their, yeah. about their projects. So you can go back and find those interviews wherever you get your podcasts or by simply searching excuse the intermission on Google. This recording that we're doing right now will be the fourth TFF centric podcast that we've recorded this past week. So there's plenty of content to get caught up on. What we want to do right now, though, is highlight a couple of films that we didn't mention in our preview episode and that were not from filmmakers who joined us on the mic. Movies, though, that we got to see that we really, really enjoyed. So, Max, why don't you go first? Uh, the first one I want to talk about is A Crack in the Mountain. Uh, this is a documentary from the director uh, Alastair Evans, uh, and it's about Han San Dun, which is the largest cave passage in Vietnam. I mean... These kind of nature documentaries are always going to be beautiful looking. The cinematography was wonderful. I thought the message, you know, it's, it's a lot about if they're kind of in a fight right now, if, if Vietnam should, should really tour, make this a tourist destination, uh, and really, uh, capitalize, uh, money wise on the cave or if they should keep it more of a natural preservation. Um, I really enjoyed the, the message in it. Um, but I, it's a cave. It, it's something I had no idea about. And going in and watching this on the big screen uh, at this festival was uh, was a was a delight. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where this film lands as far as a possible streamer service. If maybe National Geographic picks it up, because this is the type of story that more people need to know about the conflict that the people there in Vietnam are having with mm. whether whether or not to commercialize this opportunity or not is very prevalent and I think will continue to become noisier and noisier as people focus on conservation. And it, this cave was discovered in, I, I believe, 2008? 2008, I think. Yeah. yeah. So just a little over 10 years right now. And, and they're already in this, in this battle. Um, so yeah, just a really eye opening, uh, uh, piece of content. I want to get one of those save Samdong t-shirts. Uh, yes. I was eyeing those as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The first film I want to talk about is Death in a Box from Simeon Gregory. This was part of the Pacific Northwest Late Night Shorts Block 2. Mm. An incredible short film mm. that really packed a punch. This was a scary movie with a little bit of levity sprinkled in, but for the most part, harrowing yeah. and very impressive. In the Q&A afterwards, Simeon shared that everything was practical, done amazing. in camera, which is amazing because this box, and I feel like uh, organic fleshy boxes are having a big moment right now with <laughs> Hellraiser coming back out. This film definitely plays on that idea of opening, quote unquote, Pandora's box, letting death become a creature. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, this movie shot in Yakima for the most part. And so a lot of the desert landscape that, that we saw in this felt very real and tangible places that we have been before. So I really appreciated that. Simeon actually helped do the original song for the film too. I don't know if you caught that at the end, oh, but a really good closing credits song, okay. which you okay. don't always pay attention to at <laughs> film festivals because especially in these short blocks, we're cranking them out. We're going right, right, right. into the next movie. So I really liked that. But Simeon's somebody who we really hope to get on the podcast at a later date. We exchange information with him to talk about this project and also season tickets. Like, I want to know what this guy's doing next. I'm in. Very impressed by this short film. Yeah, yeah. It was an excellent film. And, and again, to, to be that uh, effective in that short amount of time, th that's what I'm always blown away by, by, by all these shorts uh, when we come to film festivals is that 
someone's able to to grab you in a in a you know in three minutes and and really like lock you in, that's a really good sign. Uh, the next movie I want to talk about is Heart of Gold. Uh, this was Late Night Shorts Block One. Uh, the director was Simon Filat. Uh, it was stop motion, but like with clay figures uh, and just a fan, pretty much a silent film. Uh, it's about a mother who starts selling her organs uh, to a very rich, very elderly, very sick neighbor. Um, harrowing. Absolutely harrowing. I, just the uh, the fact that it's going off the the idea that you sometimes have to sell, you know, yourself or your soul to uh, to continue to live a a decent life. I, th- I thought was was amazing. And then I, I'm a sucker for stop motion. That that kind of filmmaking takes so much more time and so much more effort and so much more work uh, that I just thought it was super impressive. Very much so. And once again. A narrative that is kind of having a moment here in 2022. Mm, mm. Cronenberg's latest film, Crimes of the Future. It reminded me a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, quite reminiscent. Of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next film I want to talk about is from the same block of short films as my first film. That was the Pacific Northwest Late Night Shorts Block Two. This film was entitled The House by Rosie Griepma and Wayne Lai. Another horror film. This block of quote unquote late night shorts. Late night shorts Really delivered the scares. Very impressive. Probably my favorite segment of films throughout the entire weekend. The House also, I just felt like it's such an effective title. I feel like (laughs) so many scary movies all center around a house. You know, something's wrong with the house. Something's wrong with you because you live in the house. So just to title this short film, The House, was really cool. Something I really appreciated about this movie is primarily two actors – so you get this really interesting back and forth between our two principal characters and it allowed for quite a few genuine laugh out loud moments, yeah. even though this was being played for scares. The actor who played Timmy, hilarious. Very funny. Great timing. <laughs> the chemistry between these two felt really real. But then what this movie was able to do, and like you said, it was incredible because they're able to capture this in such a short amount of time, is to make that 180-degree turn within sometimes a 30-seconds window notice or shorter from going to funny to scary. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really appreciated about this movie is that you never felt safe in this house for our character and as an audience member, but at the same time, you were able to enjoy yourself with some of the script, which was definitely punched up for jokes. Right. But some of the visuals in this, the overall um, message behind it at the very beginning, talk about stop motion. That was some really cool comic book, like page turning stuff yeah. with with the history behind this house and why this house is a dangerous place. So I really enjoyed that as well. We'll be back after a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. 
Yeah, yeah, and I thought uh, the actress also, uh, the main actress in that that film, she's playing like this 50s uh, housewife. She was creepy. And I'm not sure exactly how they shot this. Perhaps that actress was just very tall, but her figure, her presence was... you were Looming. Yes, she was looming (laughs) over you the entire time. So really well done. Yeah. Uh, My final film that I want to shout out is Mike Scissor. A chair wrestling documentary from the Pacific Northwest Comedic Shorts. Uh, this uh, aired last night, and this is from director David Over. Now, David also did Milk Dreams, which is a movie I called out in the preview episode. Um, and he he delivered. He delivered on on both of these films. It is just just some of the best mockumentary. Like independent mockumentary stuff I've seen in a long, long time. Um, and he stars in Mike Scissor at Chair Wrestling, directs and writes. Um, I, I think someone helped him shoot it, but pretty much a one man show. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. He's got great screen presence. Uh, his writing is really strong. And I, I just, I just found it, uh, much different than Milk Dreams, but just as effective. Uh, so very, very, as you usually say, I've got season tickets for this guy mm-hmm. and I met David, a uh, very nice guy. Hopefully to, we're going to try and get him on the pod as well here in the next couple of weeks or months. And, uh, and yeah, I cannot wait to see what his next project is. Yeah. Really cool guy. We look forward to seeing what's next from him. The final film that I'm going to talk about independently and then Max have one. We both have one here that we're going to share at the end, but it's Dana, which is from mm. Lucia Forner Segura. This was in Late Night Shorts Volume 1. Yeah. And listeners of this podcast will know that I am a sucker for the rape revenge story. And mm. that's exactly what this was. A woman is uh, the victim of a sexual crime. I knew attempt. you were going to pick this one because this had your movie Revenge. Revenge all, all over, over it. it. Yes. The blueprints from Miss 45, the Abel Ferrara movie, yep. all the way through to, yes, Revenge from a few years ago. I've always really had an affinity for this genre. I feel like this is when cinema therapy can come into play and those who are willing to subject themselves to this art form, I feel like can find some catharsis if that does work for them. And as I was watching this movie, I kept thinking the entire time, like, this is powerful stuff here. <laughs> um, you, you know, our main character feels very vindicated by what she is doing throughout this film. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but she becomes a vigilante of sorts and takes the law into her own hands to yeah. stop others who are committing such crimes. So I really appreciated it. It had this really cool neon vibe to it as well. So I'm a sucker for all of that. Dana, I highly, highly recommend this film. Uh, and it was a, it was an international feature too. Yeah. So really appreciated that as well. Okay. The one that we are going to share is the blood of the dinosaurs from <laughs> Joe Baden. And this was also in, well, this wasn't in the Pacific Northwest. This was in late night. Shorts. This was just regular late yeah. night shorts yeah. volume two. Uh, wow. This thing was a mind fuck. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. There really isn't. Uh, this is the type of movie that, and we've been joking about this throughout the last week, that lives on some back page of the internet. Right. And that, and that uh, you know, seniors, in the <laughs> when you're in high school, you hear about this movie and it gets passed down from like older brother to older brother. And then one night you're told, okay, I'm going to show you the blood of the dinosaurs. Uh, I, I know that's certainly how I'm going to try to present this movie to people is, hey, I got something for you here. I had a little bit of Lynch, a little bit of Kubrick, a little bit of uh, 
just disturbingness. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, you know, I think that we saw there, there's a lot of interesting connections that this film was trying to make. And I think this is something you touched on a little bit earlier with um, Heart of Gold. Gold. Thank you. Don't know how I spaced on that. Um, is that the commentary of these short films can be so heavy sometimes yeah, and, yeah. and outweigh their runtime, outweigh everything else involved with it. The Blood of the Dinosaurs has this very interesting social commentary on the human consumption for oil mm. and our greed and our lust for power. And that is on Front Street with this film. <laughs> but also, this film is laden with just uncomfortable atmosphere with very disturbing imagery. But at the same time, it's nothing that like makes you completely turn off your, your visual well, receptors. I think that's because it's so like colorful at the same very time. Very colorful. Right? It, it, you know, it's vis visually uh, stimulating to look at and to watch. Uh, and so even though it does go into a dark, dark place, like you're still along for the ride. What I liked about this too is that it was, uh, this film is available to log on Letterboxd. So I was reading some of the reviews on here and yeah. it was just like, this is Mr. Rogers on LSD. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, yeah. this is, this is a child's programming, um, in the worst possible way. Like this is nightmare fuel for PBS. And I was just like, Oh, that is so great. That is, <laughs> it's so true. So not an original thought of mine there, but I, I really, really, uh, resonate with those ideas and this film resonated with with the two of us certainly so we also want to highlight the closing film since it is closing night here mm -hmm. at the festival know your place is this year's closing film as we speak the lower lounge is set up for what is sure to be a packed and lively q a with the cast and crew the film was shot on location in Seattle and is a coming-of-age story that centers around a boy and touches on heritage, gentrification, economic displacement, and the sense of community. Uh, we look very much forward to seeing this movie tonight and checking out that film, the Q&A afterwards. The, like I said, the cast and crew is going to be here on site at the Grand. The director, Zia Mohabishan, I think I pronounced that correctly, will be Skyping in. Yeah, from yeah, London yeah. somewhere. Yeah, they've got a TV. Uh, they're going to put a head on a TV, and his TV is going to talk to you. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, so that's really fun. I, you know, we're going out with a bang here at the festival. We've been able to condense and set up our little rig here within like 10 minutes. We've gotten pretty good at taking the show on the road here. So this is something that we not only want to continue to do on Excuse the Intermission, but something that all the shows on the Chatter Network have gotten more adept at and we would love to see people come out and support those programs. Right, absolutely. And uh, also one last shout out to the Grand Cinema staff and volunteers. Huh? How about them? Just being so hospital and just letting us crash here all week. Uh, they've been fantastic and it's been really good, great to uh, get to know some of the staff members and volunteers here. And uh, just, it's nice. It's nice to be in a cool film community like Tacoma. Absolutely. So not only is that excuse the intermissions pitch to support local cinema, filmmakers and independent movie theaters, but also it's something that the Chatter Network, the umbrella mm -hmm. network that we are under really strives themselves on is trying to create these community yep. partners 
and find different ways to help promote different businesses within the area. That's what all of our podcasts want to do, aim to do. That's what we aim to do here on ETI and throughout the Chatter Network. There's a lot of fun events coming up too for some of the other shows on the network. Not only do we have other live podcasts for some of the other shows, but we just have a very wide array of subject matter available on the chatternetwork.com. So highly recommend people, if you've become a fan of Excuse the Intermission over the last week, to search out what else is there under kind of our parent umbrella. Off, off the top of my head, uh, Bloodshed and Brews, which is our true crime podcast on the network. Uh, two gals, uh, Charlotte and Tara, uh, they dive into a true crime. They pair it with a craft beer. Uh, they're going to be doing a live show on October 29th. Uh, around 2 p.m., 2.30, uh, at Savage Brewing Company in Seattle. Uh, please go check them out. Uh, if you search them on Instagram or Facebook, I'm sure you'll find more details. But uh, that's the next live podcast I can think of. Definitely. And then with the holidays coming up, we're going to be hosting different events ourselves as a network. And so if you are listening as maybe a potential sponsor, please get in contact with us. We'd love to involve you in the things that we do around the holiday season. So a lot of exciting stuff coming up. But once again, this week was just great. It's too bad that Grant had to fall off the face of the earth (laughs) and just leave it to you and I. The Phantom Podcaster. The Phantom Podcaster. I swear there's three of us, people. Um, But no, he he has been very disappointed in the fact that he's had to miss out. But we love you, Grant. We know you've been rooting tough for the Mariners, that you came down with a little bit of a bug. So get well, rest up, because we'll be back next year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Again, this week has just been a, a dream. It's been a dream just to be able to ha- come in and hang out at a film festival and, and be part of it um, in your own backyard. That's it's pretty amazing. Absolutely. So if you haven't heard us gush about this social media service enough yet this week, I'm going to say it once again, download Letterbox. Get Letterbox. So that you can follow the two of us and right. a lot of the other filmmakers. A lot of the people who we talked to this weekend said they are active on Letterboxd. And that's a great way to raise awareness around some of these smaller films. You can Absolutely. log them. You can review them. You can share them with your friends. So highly, highly recommend Letterboxd. Once again, as I said a minute ago, keep supporting local independent filmmakers, and cinema. And until next time, we will see you at the movies. And cheers to independent filmmaking.